I don't know how to how to refinance my fucking house. I thought I did, <laughs> but I don't apparently. <laughs> Well, they're supposed to walk you through it, but it's... Uh, well, even walking through it, they ask for so many documents that you're like, what the fuck is that document? Like, is that even legal for me to tell you that? Where do I, <laughs> I never heard of that document in my life. Like, I have to give you my internet search history? Holy shit, all right. Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Lima. What's up? I'm Steve Green. And today, we're going to tell you some shit they don't tell you, hopefully. I Probably. Hope to, I hope to God. So it goes with the show title. I hope we deliver this time. Oh, you know what? I forgot to hold on. I need to apply some lip gloss because some shit they don't tell you is that like your face gets washed out with lights on camera. Dude, especially with fluorescent lights. If you get those fluorescent lights, fluorescent. Bud, dude, those lights will fuck you up. They show every line on your face. That's true. Especially if they're over your head. Like whenever we do JK, I'm always like, "What the fuck happened, guys?" I don't know why they do it like I that. I don't get it. They like they love to everyone look like zombies. I like, guess use a beauty filter at least. Anything. Something. Give us some help. Give us something. Because gravity's working against us. We are aging, and society doesn't like it. So thanks. Society guys. says it's aesthetically unpleasing. By the way, we've mentioned that to them, and they don't give a flying fuck. They don't no, give two shits. No changes and a rat's whatsoever. Ass. So why bother? Okay, what do you got, baby? Okay, so today we're answering some of your questions. We're delighted that you have submitted more questions. Probably a lot of questions about Batman and Bitcoin, huh, Steve? That well, we one could one could dream. One could only dream. I, I hope to find all of them and answer each individual one and spend a lot of time. Not just Bitcoin, though. Let's you know. The, this audience understands. This audience understands what I mean by that. Smart contracts, That's all right. kinds of stuff. Ethereum, OG I hope Network. that we delve so far into that today. Um, I'm just gonna go in okay. the order of topics that I see. Um, I'm gonna try to spread out the relationship topics. Just again, a disclaimer: we're not experts. If you're watching this and you want to take the advice, that's cool. If it helps you, even better. Leave a comment. Let everyone know how much it helped you. That's right. But if it didn't help you, like, just you don't have to tell. You just leave us alone. You don't just you just don't leave to, us alone. You don't have to say anything. This was for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, entertainment purposes only. Buy Bitcoin, buy Ethereum, buy OMG Network. And, Thank you. And speaking of entertainment, um, if you would like to, uh, if you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up. It helps us with the YouTube algorithm. And if you're listening on iTunes, give us a five star rating. It really helps. It helps more than you know. More than and you'd also ever know. share the show with a friend. It, that helps e- even more than that you helps know. even more. And if, if, you, if their friends shared with their friends, and oh, their oh gosh, can you imagine? Can you imagine the staying power the show would have? I want everyone to imagine it right now. Just close your eyes. There, you're living in a world where now we have triple our audience. Wow. Whoa, whoa. Is, isn't it a cool world? Whoa. Okay, so I'm going to get jump right into it. This one, it says, hey girl, subject, the Packers. The Packers are my Wait, favorite you're kidding football me. team. I don't know. This is what the, the subject title is. Okay. Let's go. Wisconsin, Green Bay, Packers. That's right. Go Pack Go. Aaron Godgers. Aaron Godgers, no doubt. Okay. It's a very short message. Hey, girl. Love you. Aw, I love you too. And nice speaking with you too, uh, Ice, previously Ace Man, <laughs> LOL. Just well, wanted to Ace ch- was my old uh, po- pool hall days, just for everybody out there. Right, right. He used to call me Ace there. Ace, previously, yeah. It's like pre-2011. Previously Ace, Yeah. Just wanted to check in and say, hey, I hope you're enjoying the Monday Night Football game. I know you're a cheesehead. <laughs> oh, thanks. That's cute. That's cute. Keep up the great work, guys. That will be all. And there's some hard emojis. Um, The game was horrible. This was uh, submitted on October 5th. Oh, okay. Kay. That's right. She said Monday Night Football. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the game the other night, Tampa Bay, oh, was Oh, yeah. Fucking... I, I walked out. 
it, atrocious. I walked out of my living room. I wasn't at the game. I walked out of my living room. Yeah, it was pretty bad, guys. It was bad. I don't want to so, talk about it. Let's get it cleaned up out there, Godgers. Okay, next one is titled Sexual PTSD. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is it going to get dark? Okay. Hey, Iceman and Icebreaker. I'm behind a couple episodes, so I don't know if this bit is still relevant. Uh, What bit? It's not a bit. It's a lifestyle. He's the Iceman. And I you. am the Icebreaker. Breaker, breaker, one, two, three. Am S- I right? Hey, send that. No, you're not. Am Let's I right? Send that to our marketing department because I think that it's not It's not a bit. It's a lifestyle. That's going to go on a shirt. Yeah. So send that to our marketing department. Ooh, speaking of that, um, where we have just um, here for the vibe. Uh, we have here for the vibe hats coming out. We do. Like very soon. Yes. I just got the samples coming in and I saw pictures of them. They look amazing. And it just I'm says very here for the excited. Vibe. It says here for the vibe and I hand wrote it you did. with the handwriting because I tried to ask their designers to do it and um it was terrible. So I just did it with my own handwriting. And you know what? That is the vibe. Yeah, that is it really it's is. It's more of the vibe than the you gotta do it yourself. The pre existing font they picked. That's out. some shit they don't tell you. Sometimes okay. you gotta do it yourself. Yes. All, most of the time. If you want it done right, you gotta do it yourself. Don't let Steve do it. Is more she wouldn't even let me try. If you want it done right, don't let Steve do it in the house. Well, that, that well, I guess I can't do dishes anymore then. Uh, yes. Shit. Well, put it in the dishwasher at least. Let the dishwasher do it. Ah, shit. Okay, this one says. So let me paint the picture for you too. My girlfriend is on top of me, riding me. Yeah, I get laid. Sunglasses emoji. My dude. <laughs> hey, slap it high. As she's going up and down, she does that little wiggle at the bottom of my dick with her hip. The issue comes in when she does the wiggle halfway down my dick. Pop. Oh, no. Pop emoji. Oh, no, buddy. Ooh. That's a bendation. I've definitely been there. Not on my dick, the the guy's dick. I don't have a dick. Imagine, not no shade on women that have dicks, though. Imagine you haven't cracked your back in like eight days. Yeah, that is the sound my dick made. Doesn't hurt. I could still get hard just fine, but the sound scares me. It didn't hurt you? Dude, my boyfriend at the time was screaming in agony. What like, a little pussy. <laughs> yeah. What he's a little, a little bitch. bitch, yeah. This guy, this guy's fucking sick. Yeah, yeah. Though. He's like, uh, it, the sound is crazy, but it didn't he's hurt. Like, nah, it didn't do shit to me. You should have seen the other guy. <laughs> okay, but the sound scares me. Washing the dishes, I hear and feel the pop. I cringe. Going on a jog, wince in pain. The sound is haunting me. We've had sex a bunch of times after, sunglasses emoji, but she definitely has not been on top. She loves the position, though. How do I get past the popping? Iceman, have you ever experienced something like this? Yes. Sincerely, sincerely, why can't I talk today? Sincerely, Brian Jorgensen. Sincerely, Brian Jorgensen, this has happened to me as well. Um, However, I did feel a pain in my boner at the time. You are clearly a man among men that- Wait, wait, didn't you just say that they're a little bitch for feeling pain? I would like that to be edited out of the episode, please. Mark, you got me on that? Okay, because that would make me look like a little bitch boy for sure. Yeah, I mean, okay, I, well, I don't think I don't think it's a bitch move to feel pain. I do. Okay. So there okay. you go. Uh, yeah, no, it, dude, that, that, I don't even know what to tell you, man, because that's just something you have to get over on your own. Okay, so that didn't happen to me. I mean, it didn't happen to my dick, and that sound doesn't haunt me, but I have a similar thing that happens to me. When I guess it's like a sign of stress, I've been told. I don't know if that's true or not, but um, every once in a while, I'll go through a phase. It, it lasts for like a month of where I can't stop imagining papers slicing my eyeballs. Oh, I've done that. Right? Yeah. What does that mean? 
I don't know, but it's it's definitely anxiety. Yeah, something like that. Like, I just can't stop. Oh, now I can't stop picturing it again. Yeah, I just, thanks for doing that to everyone uh, in the audience, too. Wow, they really want to get their friends sorry. in on this show. Jesus. <laughs> sorry. Wow. Hey, hey, get your friends in on this show. Hey, well, we uh, put, imagine paper going in your eyeballs there. Maybe try some transcendental meditation. You know what my recommendation is to you is that you right now view the sound as a, dick a bad sound. thing, or an enemy. The sound right now is like a negative thing, but he's not recalling that in the moment he was completely fine. Yeah, and so she was sound, riding your dick. The sound, if anything, should remind you that you fucking handled your shit. Oh, that's like when I gained weight and I was kind of sad about it, and and when I ran, my thighs would clap together, and it would make me feel bad because I'm like, oh, they never used to do that. But then I started thinking of it as an audience cheering for me, and then I was <laughs> like, it made me run faster. That's amazing. See, see, you just gotta put a negative, or I mean, a positive spin on it. Yeah, dude, th- that sound was the sound of you fucking beating adversity, and frankly. I didn't hear a pop when that happened to me. I was just like, oh, shit. And it definitely, like, stung. Yeah, I didn't hear a pop. It took it, me out the moment. It kind of hurt my vagina a little bit, but not as bad as it hurt his dick. That's right. So, yeah. wow, moment of silence for that. But I hope that helps you, my, my dude. Yeah. You're just viewing it as a negative. Just meditate and turn, yeah, turn the positive Wait, turn the negative into a positive. Very nice. Yeah. And that's why we're not experts. Hey. <laughs> Hey, hey, that's okay. Do you know even experts, they're not always great at things. Fuck yeah, dude. They get shit wrong all the time. You know, Just like, point somewhere yeah, at an expert. There's always experts in the field that are not good. Exactly. So I think we're better than the not good experts. Dude, my sister will, <laughs> tell you, will talk to you for fucking four hours about how vets are shit. Right. And she's a vet. Right. So that's what I mean. It's like it's a nightmare out there, guys. Yeah. Okay, so that's what we want you to take away from this. Um, okay, the next question is lesser of two evils, question mark, question about STI testing. Okay. I'd like to remain anonymous. Thank you. You got it. Hi, Nikki and Steve. Recently started listening to the podcast. I've been a longtime fan of JK News and have enjoyed you and Steve's commentary so much. Love you guys. Thank oh, you. We, we love, love you, you too. I have a bit of a dilemma with myself and what my boundaries are slash what I'm comfortable with. I've been dating a great guy, let's call him Adam, since March 2020 and didn't physically start meeting up until June because of quarantining. Only recently did we start becoming intimate, sexy time, but we've only done hand stuff. Oh. I've told Adam in the beginning that I'd like both of us to get tested before we commit to being sexual partners. And he agreed and was respectful of my wishes. Some sexual history. I've only had one other sexual partner in my past, limited to only oral. I'm half virgin? And Adam has two has had two long term sexual partners and at least one casual partner. Okay, so he's gotten laid more than you because you've not gotten. He's laid at least yet. gotten hand laid. No, no, he's had actual sexual like actual intercourse. I sexual understand. Intercourse. I'm, I'm being a fuck around. She had oral intercourse. Yeah. Okay. We haven't gotten tested as of yet because our city is going through a second wave of COVID, so we are trying to avoid going into clinics. But recently, Adam has been voicing during our sexy times for me to give him head. I have a loose, quote-unquote, rule to myself that if I were to have sex, I'd prefer my partner and I to get tested before doing so. I have a lot of anxiety about, quote-unquote, catching something, and was and I read and was told by Planned Parenthood that some STIs are actually asymptomatic. So even if you think you don't have anything because you don't show any signs, you could still carry an infection unknowingly. 
Anyway, I do want to give Adam head because I want to make him happy during our intimacy, but I'm nervous about accidentally catching an infection. He's never gotten an STI test before, but he tries to relax my hesitation by reminding me he's only been in two long-term relationships and that he would know if he had something. But how can we be so sure that he, if he's never gotten tested before? My question, am I being too cautious about my sexual health and not trusting enough of Adam's word? He made a comment saying something about choosing the quote-unquote lesser of two evils in which he was implying that giving head, thus skipping the STI testing, is a lesser risk than maybe catching COVID at a, at a clinic for an STI test. I don't know what to do. Should I just give him head? Ha ha ha. In the end, he's still respectful enough to reassure me that I don't have to if I'm not comfortable with it. But I don't want this to be something that can push him away just because I won't give him head. I know it sounds silly to end a nine-month relationship because I won't give head before an STI test. But thanks for reading my email, Nikki and Steve. You two are goals. Best anonymous. All I want to do is respond to this with suck that dick, girl. That's suck all I want to do. Suck that dick. Suck that suck dick. That suck d- Mark, that do dick. we have a suck that dick button? Hit the suck that dick button. <laughs> suck, suck that, that dick. Suck that dick. <laughs> uh, all I want to do is that. However, if I you do only not... want to do is suck that dick. No, I want her to do that. Oh, okay. However, I do not think that you should. Oh. What do you think of that shit? Because she's not comfortable. Yeah, that's all. Because if it fucks with your mental if, state. If you're gonna, so you're gonna suck that dick. Here's what's gonna happen. Okay, you heard the suck that dick button. You go suck that dick, and now. Until you can go get tested, you're going to think you have an STI because that's already in your head anyway is that you could get it from this. And you know yourself as a person and you know that you're kind of like have this neurotic sensibility of like, oh, my God, I might get it. I might get it. So why put yourself through that that fucking hell ride? I would risk it. It sounds like um, she's leaning towards sucking the dick because like like she said going to get STI tested there's a chance she might catch COVID there uh-huh. so it's like either way you're risking catching something right. and there's probably less a chance of her to catch an STI because he says he's only been with two people mm-hmm. but I mean not, not saying that that if you've only been with two people you don't have an STI they could like have that. cheated we don't they, know they could have cheated we don't know um, I'm saying that it's all about how much I, I'm saying go with your gut I guess because um, it's about how much you trust that person. And, okay, you're giving oral, right? It's not vaginal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have heard, and maybe this isn't true, and this is where we're not experts, that you can't catch it unless, like, you're worried about herpes, right? Because what else would you be worried about down there, I guess? Worried about herpes, right? I, so, I don't know. So you can't catch it unless they're um, having uh, an outbreak. So examine the dick before you decide to suck it or you could also use a dental dam dude condom condom uh, we we do recommend a condom blowjob yeah you well they situation. have flavored condoms why don't you start there why don't you put a condom on his dick and then put a condom in your own mouth and start then line with it a up. flavored condom or a dental dam that's a double security situation that what? you've now created so you put a condom in your mouth and then you no. put a condom on the dick it cancels it out what do you mean it cancels it's it like out? having saran wrap it just like messes both of them up well the motion is what's going to end up doing the job anyway Right. So she puts a condom in her mouth, and then she puts a condom on the dick. No. I think that that, Don't do that. that would be a positive no. barrier of security that would prevent it. That There's situation. some women I know that actually don't mind the dental dam thing. It looks kind of silly to me, but... It's pretty nuts. I've, I have <laughs> I have partook in the dental dam situation. Yeah. It is pretty nuts. Or is a dental dam for... It's for chicks. Oh, right. The kind of linguist. That's what you go down on the chicks with. Right, right. It's, it's nuts. And, so have uh, him use the dental dam on your... Well, she's not even asking for head. 
Well, I would. That's another thing I would ask for. If I'm going to risk something, I better come. No, but she's one of those cool chicks who doesn't want guys to go down it's on her. It's not cool. She's one of those really cool ones. No, you got to learn each other's bodies and stuff. Don't don't give some and not take some. She just wants to give, dude, and I think that's a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> thing. Very beautiful. It should be. It should be celebrated. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you to suck a dick. I and think then don't you suck get an that STI. dick, girl. Don't suck it because the, you're, you're going to get legal. in your head. You're going to get in your head. For legality purposes, I'm telling you not to suck the dick. For um hoe purposes, I'm telling you. To do. Listen, I know her. Well, I know her. This girl. Yes. She's going to have it in her head so hard after this, especially because she can't contest it, that it won't be worth it. Okay. You can't blame your partner if you do contract Nice. That's the thing. Like, you have to understand that if you do suck this dick, you take you full accountability. To, to do it, you both agreed to it. You're no, you're aware of the risks involved. Um, so, was it worth it if you end up getting something for sucking try that dick one time? A, a cherry flavored condom. That's my official advice. Okay. I say put a lemon flavored condom on his dick, put a cherry flavored condom in your mouth, and a then lemon? you make a watermelon flavor when the two are combined. Why don't you just get a watermelon flavored condom? That's a really good idea, too. You could do that. Oh, that? dude, get ginger and then put a lime flavored mm -hmm. condom in your mouth, and then you have like a Moscow mule where you're sucking that dick. No. I think that's pretty I'm good. I'm going to veto that one. And that's why we are kind of experts in a way, if you think about it. We are kind of experts, but not. All right. Next question. Hope that helped. Uh, next question. The title is No Sex Until Marriage. Hello, Iceman and Icebreaker. What's up? What's up? First of all, I want to say I'm sorry for my English. It's not my first language, so please, please, please bear with me. Heart emoji. Okay, you got it. Oh, you're doing great so far, by the way. Also, wanted to thank you for being so open and honest, and honestly for being human goals, not just couple goals, but human goals. Oh, love you both love so you. much. We love you. We love you, dude. Thank you. Very good English, by the way, with your compliments. Yeah, very excellent English. Also, also, even though Nikki is my favorite, I am forever grateful for you, Steve, for opening up that day on the Sticky Show about how you actually visualize arrows and how you react and solve conflicts without being resentful towards each other. That literally changed my way of thinking. Well, thank you. Yeah. And you'll find I'm actually a much deeper person than I'm, I perhaps resent myself to be, I present myself to be as you listen to this show. We'll never know the deaths because he does not enjoy ass play. Well, I, not to me. Yeah. All right. How about my clickbaity email subject? I know, I know. You preach trying before buying, but I just cannot do that. I'm Muslim, and I have been raised very conservative, so even the thought of considering it gives me major anxiety, and I honestly don't think that's my main issue in my current relationship, knowing he is also Muslim and we are living in a Muslim country. That's totally chill for now. Wait, what was the subject heading? No sex until marriage. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's yet another a relationship advice-seeking bitch, and you've been very clickbaited, LOL. Sorry. Please keep reading, though. <laughs> we love you. You're fine. Oh, and then it says, skip here for the question. <laughs> Oops, I didn't see that. But we liked, I thoroughly enjoyed the first half of this yes. email, so glad I didn't skip. Okay, here's the question. So, here's the deal. I am a female in my early 30s, divorced, not really amicable divorce, but let's just say that I fully moved on. You'll get why I feel the need to state that later. One kid. My current boyfriend is in his early 40s, three kiddos, and also divorced, but while I was married for one year, he was for 13 years, and their breakup was very ugly. Ooh. He found out through a video someone sent him that she was cheating on him with a coworker, and there was no going back with, with him after that. Ooh. Okay, all of that was three years ago, and we've been dating for just three months now. 
The problem is that I feel like he has not moved on, not in the sense of still loving her. I think they had already fallen out of love by then. But although we have an amazing chemistry, as far as I can tell, LOL, we have almost identical point of views on everything, similar upbringings and past experiences. And I feel really connected every time we interact. I still can see that he is on his guard, being very much hot and cold whenever he feels I'm getting too close. He just partly shuts down and rather text than call or meet for a few days. But if he senses that I'm backing off, he'll reach out and ask me if I'm upset and picks up on my mood if I send him less texts or less kiss emojis or any slight change from the usual, which means that he cares, right? I'm not just a crazy bitch, right? Please, please, please help me understand how to give him his space and yet still be there for him to open up and feel safer. Or should I just ignore my gut feeling that that's the one and move on in my life and let him figure out his own demons? Also, may or may not be key information. All the stuff I said about his ex-wife, he did not tell me his friends and his family and friends did. He just says that he'll tell me everything one day whenever I ask. Sorry for my English and the length of this fucking email. Thank you so much for reading all that. You're a champ. Love you, one crazy cat lady. Oh, you're wow. amazing. That was really the English was actually pretty good. Spot on. Yeah, we love you. Um, okay, so this is kind of similar. No, sex until marriage was similar. Sorry, mixed it up. Um. This one is basically he's not emotionally available. Yes. Yeah. And due to perhaps trauma from the past relationship, we don't know. Yeah, I mean it seems that way. Yes, but, but he could we just be an emotionally unavailable person. Yeah, as maybe well. that's why she cheated on him. It could be that he was always emotionally Who unavailable. Knows? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know these answers. They were together for thirteen years. You know, there's a lot of things that could have happened to traumatize him in the relationship, but also he could have walked into that relationship with. You really need to figure out what you like about the cat, mm-hmm. right? Oh, about about the guy, right? I always say cat, and people. Well, she's go, a crazy cat lady. Okay, so. okay, yeah, but that's what I mean. I'm talking to a cat. <laughs> yeah. Lady. Okay. So, what what do you like about this guy, and what is how does he make you feel, and what what's lacking there? Yeah. Right? And you need to present that to him. What are his good quality what are the things you can't you that are making you not want to walk away yeah why are you still there i mean what what's what's in it well, for you in she this? did say that um they have an amazing chemistry they have almost yeah, identical points everything. of views yeah similar so, upbringings so is on that list is him not necessarily being the warmest person something that's like a deal breaker for you i think that's what you need to figure out yeah because we don't know we don't know if that's coming back or if that's a thing about if him. It's something that he can work through we don't know we don't yeah. know. Maybe he is. Maybe he's the like warmest cat on earth, but we don't know that. So right. I wish I could ask him a couple questions, you know? Well, and they've you guys have only been dating for three months. I think that's another key piece of information. Yeah. Like at three months in, I don't think that I was completely open or over my previous relationship same. in the way. I, I mean, I wasn't in love with the guy anymore, but same like you were talking about how like certain things that happened during that relationship still remind you like yeah maybe put up a guard or yeah Yeah. exactly and that lasted for years i think um like we did the the arrow thing after a year um for those of you who don't know and are just tuning in the arrow thing is something we kind of made up it was steve's idea we ended up on the spot though of just like after a year of like fighting and stuff we over dumb shit over stupid shit that wasn't that's not what we were fighting about we were fighting about something deeper but we just hadn't addressed it so we just took the time after a fight where we almost broke up to address each individual issue that had been 
bubbling up resentment over time and we like what pull. what can't i wait to say to this bitch right now like that kind of yeah. shit you know what i mean and then just uh, and then we would take it out of our bodies like it's an arrow and we would break it over our knee and say like what it is and we'd say i'm sorry yeah and say that we're sorry for it and the only way that we would break it over our knee and take it out is if we could f- let it go yeah and if you can't take it out then don't let it go yet but you got to start working through that shit or else your relationship's doomed anyway yeah I would, I guess for now, I would give him space still because, and you are like making it clear that you're available for him because her question was like, how do I give him space and yet still be there to help him open up and feel safer? I think you're communicating pretty well to him that like you're available for him to, you know, unless, unless you start pulling away and then he's like, oh no, she's slipping away. But like, he, I think he knows that he can go to you. And if he doesn't, just make sure that's very clear. Yes. And But then also, you know, give him a space. And, and in fact, you could even say all of this to his face. I would. You could say, like, hey, you know, I don't know if you still have your guard up from a previous relationship, uh, but I don't want to overwhelm you, you know. I want to give you your space to work through it, but I just want you to know I'm always here for you. And I want you to know that I like you and I'm not going to do that to you. Yeah. Because that's really what I think he's going through. Is There's a lot of trauma when you get cheated on. I know a little something about it that I think a lot of people do. Uh, but you constantly are thinking this person could leave me at any time, even though it's a new relationship. Mm-hmm. You're just It's just in the back of your head somewhere. So you don't want to get too attached because then what if they leave you? So then if you're too emotionally available to them, you're, you're attached to them and then you can get hurt again, right? So you have to be mindful of that kind of shit. And so it keeps you from being the warm person that you are. So maybe that's exactly who this cat is and he just can't do that yet. Yeah, and so I think just having very open and honest conversations is like the quickest way to work through it because the more that you kind of bury it and let things build because you don't want to like cause a scene or like make a big deal out of nothing and maybe they're little minor incidences and so you continue to like suppress it and suppress it and suppress it, it's going to build resentment over time and then he'll feel like it came out of nowhere that you are resentful because it was never brought up. So I think the just the fastest and clearest way that you can bring it up, do it. And then if he gets defensive about it or if there's some sort of problem, then you know at least. Like you know that like having open and honest communication is something that maybe you won't be able to do in that relationship and do you want a relationship like that? And the sooner, you know, I don't know if that is what he's going through, but if it is, the sooner that he can start to link thoughts, which is a very mature thing. It's not easy to do. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it is. But when you can link thoughts where you're like, I feel this way about my relationship right now because, oh, that's right, I went through that with my ex, mm-hmm. right? And not because of actions that she's taking, but actions that my ex took that I have not gotten over yet. Right. When you can link thoughts like that, which is a very mature thing to do, and it's something you have to be very aware of and present for, mm-hmm. then he can start to work through this shit and fucking heal. Yeah. But until then, like, I think he's, he could be in for a Groundhog Day situation where every day he's kind of doing the same thing. It's like, the same way. it's honestly, it's like our cat Joe. Um, so he was like feral and he hissed at everything. He this wouldn't is how let you speak anyone... to cat ladies. Exactly. I just remember she was a cat lady. So yeah. I was like, this is a great analogy. Very good. So when I adopted him, um, I didn't really adopt him. My, my cat Franklin adopted him. He wouldn't let me touch him. Only Franklin was allowed to go near him. But he was so sweet. Like when you did actually get to pet him, he would hiss, but then he would just like let you pet him, and he would just close his eyes, like he's close his eyes, like he was trying to escape from the world, and like he's hiding under a bed in a horror movie. Exactly, and I just gave him more positive experiences 
the like there were no negative experiences with me. So he knew that like even if his first instinct was to hiss at me, if he just winced and and stuck around a little bit longer, he actually enjoyed being there. Like I gave him every experience he had with me was positive. And and then after a while, he associated me with positive feelings. So even he still does to this day like kind of wince a little bit before you yeah. pet him. Yeah. But then he remembers like, "Oh no, 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 it's not how it used to be. I think he was traumatized from a previous experience. So he goes like, oh yeah, it's not what I think it is. And and he lets me pet him and then he has a really great time. And I didn't understand Joe. he's a cuddly man now. I didn't understand Joe. So like in a shitty relationship, when he hissed at me in the middle of the night, it's like two in the morning, I'm just going to get a glass of water. We lived in a very small apartment. We might as well live in a closet. Mm Mm-hmm. And he hisses at you, and he might as well be like right in your face while he's doing it. So I'd fucking freak out. You know how I <laughs> <Yeah>. get. <laughs> and then I fucking hiss back at him. <laughs> Very I'm like, mature. <laughs> I'm like, that's how it feels. Very asshole. mature. Yeah, right. But then that's not productive, and that's not helping him work through his shit where he's hissing because it only reaffirms it. Correct. So it's like he, I knew I, I couldn't trust people. Exactly. So there you go. That's our cat lady analogy. We hope that we were able to communicate with a cat person today. Yeah, for all of you not cat people, you just don't get it, okay? You'll never get it because you don't understand them uh, and you don't understand how deep they are. You you, th- you think that they're better than you, but they're not. They're just deep. They're and you're just, deep, man. And you're just ignoring it. You're being ignorant out there, okay? Stop being ignorant. Dogs aren't that great. They fucking love everybody. How special is it I to love be loved dogs. by a dog? I love dogs, How special is, can it be to be loved by a dog? It's not that special, but I still They love, love the them. fucking male guy even sometimes. Sometimes. Flip a, flip a coin. I got bit by a dog. It went through my arm. I still love them, though. Dang, you have reasons not to, and you still do. Yeah, that's how big my heart is. And on that note, we're going to take a break. We BRB. Hope, hope this isn't a dog commercial. I, I It's not. Mark, cut it if it's a dog commercial. Yeah, we don't fucking, we're not supporting that okay, shit. Okay, we'll take out the dog commercial. Thank you. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out a huge amounts. Like we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark. 
Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Bly. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> and we're back. And we only have a few questions left, so... I'm gonna just really like make it lengthy. Just kidding. <laughs> Me too. Just gonna uh, extend, uh, elongate everything. Everything. Okay, this one. The title is "Please bless me with advice," and it's not a relationship question. Heart emoji. Holy shit! Wow. Okay, we're gonna do our best. I'm gonna like. Okay, I'm gonna bless uh, you with some solid A plus advice right now. Get ready for it. Okay. Hi, my name is Ruby, and I love y'all to death. Oh, we love you too, we Ruby. Love you, Ruby, what a great name, by the way. Yeah, it's a great name. Y'all, it reminds me of Ozark a little bit. It reminds me of a, like a pet cat. Well, that's because we were just talking about cats. Oh, right. Kind of reminds me of the diner too. Oh, Ruby's. Yeah. Or Ruby Tuesday is the classic <gasps> chain. Right. Great name all around. Oh, and the gemstone. There. Oh yeah, I forgot the gemstone last place, man. Wow. Continuing on. Y'all's energy and perspective on the world makes me feel understood, and I learn a lot from you guys, heart emoji. I, oh, that's awesome. I Thank also you. will try my best to keep this not too long, but it's probably going to be long, so sorry, not sorry. Smiley face. I hope Steve enjoys this full-length TED Talk. Okay. Well, you ready? Yes. I'll brace myself. So, my issue is my rocky relationship with my mom, and I really want to repair our relationship and be able to have both of our boundaries respected, and I have no idea at this point on what to do. I'm like my dad. I'm a very independent thinker that likes to do things on my own term, and intrinsic motivation is very important to me to get for me to get stuff done. I like going with the flow of being flexible, and I'm very accepting of everyone having different ways of doing stuff. For example, if someone was doing the dishes differently from me, unless it was a vastly inefficient or deeply affecting me some This is really some way, a personal attack. I would never say anything to or mess up their personal process. My mom, on the other hand, is the exact opposite. She is a schedule-based person, and everything must be done her way and done to fit her own schedule. She has expectations for me and my dad to do the things the way she likes it, and we must base our schedule around hers. My mom is also very passive-aggressive and will do things daily like baby talk to the dogs, but really she's just roasting you. For example... I'll be in the living room. She starts talking to the dogs in her baby voice, talking about how everyone is so useless and a whole pig, and someone left the dishes in the sink. Why would they do this to me? Holy shit. <laughs> the most passive-aggressive shit I've ever heard. Yeah, that's, like, pretty bad. Oh, my God. And how the dogs- If there weren't dogs there, would she be talking to sconces? And she says that the mom also says, like, how the dogs would never- wouldn't You would never do something like that, would you? <laughs> Just because I ate a bowl of yogurt 10 minutes ago and hadn't washed the bowl yet. Holy fuck. Uh, okay. This Meanwhile, is these dogs literally shit on the ground and she picks it up after them, but That's whatever. That's very true. Fucking yeah, not dogs. dog people, man. <sighs> shit in a box and bury it, Go please. find another show to listen to. I'm sure there's plenty that love those that, that love those animals. That love those animals. I love, I actually love dogs. Well, but we, I, you can go find I don't another show. I don't want to take care of one. Go to, go to your little big mood thing or whatever. Ooh, our chief competitor. Okay. Continuing on, this has actually deeply affected my life, not just the little stuff. Growing up, every part of my life has become part of her pet project, and she would take control, which taught me to hide everything from her and compartmentalize my life. I do not cry around her. She does not know anything about my whole love life or social life. She doesn't know about my social media presence and the industries slash jobs I've been part of. She knows none of my trauma, my dreams, and very little about the plans I've set out for my life. I've missed out on getting to cry when I've been dumped, be stressed out about exams, or really show any weakness around her my whole life, because that is when she would start controlling those things and then take away things like access to food if I was resisting following her plan. Holy shit. I think your mom might have NPD. 
narcissistic personality disorder. Okay, this is this even led me to being homeless for a large part of high school because I started standing up for what I wanted in life. A lot of really extremely painful moments have occurred because of the conflict between us, and there has been quite a few moments that people around me classified as abuse or neglect, and they've tried to take action. Yeah, I have a friend who grew up with a mom like this yes. too, by the way. Okay, fast forward now, and I'm 19. She tends to back off more than she used to, but she's still being very passive-aggressive and controlling on the daily, and I can't take it anymore. I love her so much, and I really want to be able to be vulnerable with her, but I cannot take the pain of her taking things from me or emotionally hurting me to make me do things she wants, but I don't. I lost my job, so I moved back in with my parents. Oof, that sucks. I mean, like, not moving back in with your parents in general, but if you had to live back in this situation. Um, So the daily drama is back in full, and I don't have time to have as much uh, this much emotional stress when I have a whole life to build. I dropped out of college where I was doing what my mom wanted and I'm pursuing my true passion. I'm opening my first business next month. Oh, good for you. Good, good job. And I've been really flourishing behind her back. Oh, that sucks that she can't celebrate with her mom. Her mom will try to take it from her. Oh, her mom man. needs her to need her. That, that's it. By 20, I should have multiple streams of revenue set up. This You're fucking killing it. Yeah, you're a smart first fucker. Of all, but we'll get you're going to be a millionaire. I promise you. Yeah, this is all building to your story. This is all like building. Yes. Adversity is going to give you the best gift you've ever gotten. But I'm going to, okay, so, but I'm going to be living with my parents for at least another one to two years because of the amount of medical bills I pay by myself. I have autoimmune diseases as well as repairing my car. Wow. While I'm here in this house, I really want to grow me and my mom's relationship into something healthy. I want her to know I understand and try my best to do things that fit her schedule and help her out, but I can't base my life off her anymore. I work a lot differently from her, so there needs to be some type of compromise, and I really hope she can stop being passive-aggressive when something is wrong and communicate clearly so we can work together. I've tried before to talk to her, and my dad has too, but she always gets defensive and screams a lot and then cries and then nothing changes. I have no idea if it's even possible, and maybe I'm expecting too much from a relationship that has proven to have a lot of flaws, neglect, emotional and physical abuse, etc. But I feel so close to it being a functional relationship, but I do realize how dysfunctional it is. I don't know how to talk to her in a way that would reach her because I've been honest and opened up, and she was just like, oh, I'm sorry you feel that way, and changed absolutely nothing. I'm at a point where I can't, I just can't take being degraded and poked at every single day and having to fight so hard for autonomy and control over my own time. I'm at a point where every day is just a cherry on top and the sheer amount of stress is unbearable. So I really need the situation to change. I don't know if I'm just in denial and I'm not destined to have a functional relationship with my mom, but even in the dysfunction, I really want to fix this. I really want to have an actual relationship that includes vulnerability with my mom or at least day to day be able to do things our way and not absolutely ruin her life. We all live in the house. We all in the house try to respect how stuff like dishes in the sink really stress my mom out. And I do my best to take action to make sure she has a good day and no reason to attack me. But she takes it way too far when something isn't perfect. How do I set boundaries and have a conversation with her when she refuses to listen to my side? I just need advice in general. I don't know if I'm in the right or wrong and how to fix this whole situation. All I know is my mental health has been driven to the ground because of her. And at this point, I need to reclaim my identity and my life. But I still really want my mom to be there. Please help. Sad face. Random tidbits of info on the case. It it is helpful. My Instagram type is four and I'm an eight uh, second and I'm a cancer sun, Pisces moon, Aquarius rising. Thank you. We'll put that in our calculator. Thank you very much. Um, We'll get you a result. You got a lot of water signs. So you probably um, are are very emotional, like more emotional than maybe other signs can understand. Uh, okay, here's what I would tell you if this was not your mom. I would say to cut this person out of your life, but that's obviously not an option for you. You, little, you literally live with this person. So you have what I am going to diagnose as a non-expert. Yeah. 
as a workplace situation. I think you need to treat your mom like somebody that you work with. Yes. Where you have to get along with them because, you know. They're paying the the rent, the bills. And so you don't open up at work. You don't cry on people's shoulders at work because you don't do that at work, right? And, And, you know, you need to have some kind of support system that isn't your mom. Sounds like you have a good relationship with your pops. Maybe that's where you can open up a little bit. Yeah, maybe like you can be more vulnerable with him. But the archetypal I w- I wish I could with my mom is just not available to you. Like it's not This it's is not there. so much like my friend, it's crazy. She had the same situation too and she got along great with her dad. She was very similar to him, but because the mom was so much more dominant and aggressive, passive aggressive, mm-hmm. the dad was just like kind of her bitch. Whipped. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it a million times. Yeah. Uh have a family member like this as well. It's just one of those situations where if you like like she said, if if I go to her with some something that I need help with, her she will destroy it. She will take it from me. She wants to control it. Yeah. So this is not a person that you can do anything with as far as like what kind of productivity are you gonna get out of coming and opening up to her? Like you're getting nothing out of yeah. it. You're just getting somebody who's got an agenda who's gonna use it to control you. Yeah, I had this to a lighter degree with my dad, but nowhere near this no. this extreme. Like my dad, just like he's he likes everything done his way, and he is kind of passive aggressive in the sense that like if you're um, not doing it right, like he knows like he should let people kind of do their own thing, but then he just can't fight the urge inside him, so he like lets things build up, and then you didn't even know something was bothering him, and then he just explodes. But then um, I'm also just like that. So <laughs> I, I realized later in life that I'm like, oh, shit, all the things I hated about living with my dad, I like am that now. Uh, so I'm working. But at least I could recognize it right away and I'm working through it. I think with your mom, you, the only shot you have at having a good relationship is if she can also recognize that it's dysfunctional and she also wants to work exactly. on it. What it sounds like she's is not even meeting you she thinks that you are the, in the wrong all the time and she's perfect and if you disagree with her then you're wrong and that's not healthy at all and you will only have a uh, and you know this is a guess but I really feel strongly you will only have a good relationship with your mother when you succeed in spite of her and she is forced to recognize that Maybe. And I think you will, by the way. Maybe that might fix it. But like like I said, and this is not, obviously, I'm not, I'm not in the business of going around diagnosing people. Your mom should talk to a mental health expert. But it sounds like she might have signs of NPD, uh, which is narcissistic personality disorder. They are very controlling. They put people down if you're not doing things their way, the way yeah. they want things to be done. They do, they're very passive aggressive as in talking to the dog like, in saying things like that through yeah. the dog. Um, well, that's also a clear sign of another disorder, which is C-U-N-T, which is like a, <laughs> a super, it's pervasive. It happens a lot. Well, I wanted to say that, that, so with NPD, it really doesn't matter if you go leave the house, become uber successful and did it your way and succeeded. She will still see you as having done it the wrong way. I, and that's the difference. No question. Yeah. But she right now treats her with no respect whatsoever. Totally. And I think that you are kind of going to have to force respect into this relationship through your own success in spite of her and fuck her anyway. Oh, absolutely. Just do your best to not let it affect you and your vision and your path. Yes. Absolutely. But the the I'm talking about trying to make a healthy relationship work i don't think it's gonna happen and that's not me being pessimistic i just think that your mom is just not there she's not trying to make it work with you no she wants you to completely meet her demands and even what you're talking about uh with 
I try to do all the things to make her happy every day so she does so she doesn't have a reason to yell at me or whatever. That's a sign of codependency. That's what narcissists like. They want you to be their servant. They want you to be like on edge. Yeah, and they want you to like they want to catch if you fucked up somehow. Like so it's uh I don't think it's about making her happy. Um, and what's in it for you here, man? Sounds right. like sounds pretty shit, honestly. Well, so, she, I, I, I can see why you would want to have a healthy relationship no, with your of parents. Of course, but yeah. I'm saying, what's been in it for you so far? Like the right. write down all of, all the great things you get out of your mom right now. It's hard. It, I'm not telling her to cut yeah. her off. I'm just saying, don't lean on her for emotional support at all. For sure, it's just time to treat her like somebody at work and just be nice to her and be cordial and just be like, yeah. nice to see you, Wendy. Yep, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm going to my desk as much as you can. I know it's your mom, so it's really hard. Um, and I I know that throughout your life she's probably been manipulating you so it's it's harder it's easily easier said than done to separate yourself like I can tell you like separate your emotions and stuff from her but uh really be conscious and try to do that because that's gonna be your best bet at having an okay time you know get all your work done for her but but yeah like Steve said just treat it like it's a job and yeah she's your boss and because that's how she feels she feels like she's your boss yeah, so she's treating you like it you know just uh hey yeah see you boss and then you go to your room and you work on your shit and, and you then, try to get the fuck out of there as soon as you can yeah and act nice and do all that kind of shit and just you know okay see ya what, what do we got cookies today hey how about that yeah. all right like the kind of same kind of empty office relationship that we've all had before yeah i think and maybe later like years and years from now after you've made your own carved out your place in the world and you're successful maybe then you can go back and actually have a conversation with her and you like, just have to you protect know. yourself yeah that, right now, you just all. need to protect yourself for sure. Good luck out that's there. That's hard, though. Rooting for you at the right mindset, you will be a fucking millionaire. I promise yeah. you that. But just, uh, I think that you should also maybe see a therapist because um, when someone is like grows up being a codependent and or in that kind of household where there's that sort of relationship, you don't, you may not realize how much trauma has happened to you. Absolutely, and you may just think it's normal. And you may carry it into other relationships and it may affect other relationships that you have. So I highly, highly recommend seeing a, a therapist or a mental health professional. So hopefully when you get to move out the house, you got a little bit of side money, you can start you can start doing that. Yeah, and you can recognize like if you're in another relationship and certain triggers are happening, like where it's coming from yeah. and how to fix that and how to work through it. Um, but yeah, as far as you with your mom, I just, yeah, separate mentally and emotionally as much as you can and find someone else for emotional support because it ain't her yeah bro sorry try dad but we love you yeah we love you good luck out there and your emotions are normal and they're valid despite what your mom may say they those type of people use that to manipulate you yes but they're it's okay to cry it's okay to have emotions hey dude for a long time nikki's fucking cat was her emotional support yeah it's not true. even a joke that's very true. She'd I was cry on a, his face. A narcissistic codependent relationship, and uh, it was pretty brutal. Yeah, you like kind of accept it as normal, and then you don't realize you don't realize how bad it is right. until you're out. Anyway, next question. This is titled "Please tell them it's normal." And there's like a bunch of time. What are those things? Hourglasses. Oh, there's like a bunch of hourglass emojis. All right. Please tell them it's normal. Okay. Hey, Nikki and Steve and future Sticky Baby. Aw. Oh, yeah. Whatever that happens. Steve. Same. Hey, you. Steve. You. 
I've been a fan of your content since I found Tasty Tuesday a few years ago, and I love your plant segments, and I hope you get good avocados in a few years. Aw, we love you. I, I have an avocado plant that I grew from a seed with the toothpick thingy, and now it's like a pretty cool plant, but it won't be a tree for like five She's years. She's just like my mom, by the way. My mom used to do that shit. I know. I love your mom. Okay, Shelly Don't Tell You is the only podcast that deserves five stars, and the rest don't matter. Yes. Ooh, we love you. Go rate us five stars. Fuck thank all you. the other podcasts, especially Big Mood. Okay, thank you. I'm so glad Steve's back on the YouTubes. Good luck to your channel, my dude. Thank you, brother. I'm currently or debating. Chick. It's, I think it's a. Uh, I think it's Chick. Ass Lords available now. Available. We're all Steve Green comedy channel. Sorry. I'm currently debating on whether I need to put emojis in the title to clickbait you to read this. But anyway, here's my question. I love how everyone thinks they need to clickbait it. That's solid. <laughs> but I do go based off the title, so I get it. Okay. I am 19 and have a pretty straightforward idea of what I want to do in my life. I had cancer as a kid, and it's driven me to be a pediatric oncology nurse as a career. Cancer kid nurse. Wow. wow. Good for you. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm really lucky to know what I want to do. On the other hand, a lot of my friends be all like, who am I? Or I have no idea what I'm doing. I keep telling them, this is the time in our life when no one knows what they're doing. And no one really does. So fuck perfect. Oh my God, oh my God I love you're you. Kid. Yes. You're our kid. But no one will hear the advice I learned from you too. Can y'all re reassure my friends and peers that it's normal? Much love from the vlogs, Rachel. Oh, Rachel, Rachel, first of all, we fucking love you. Not only was that a perfect question, but you not only you plugged my show. Yeah, my new show. You plugged our show, and our and you, you talked about rating our show five star. I mean, this is incredible. Email. And fuck perfect, which jewelry lines come back soon. Incredible, perfect email. But everyone fuck take notes. Yeah. Um. Well written, short to the point. Very to the point. Rachel's friends, listen to to us. Yes. Look us in the fucking eyes. Look eyeballs. at our old eyes. And if you're not watching on YouTube, I know. Look at our old drained. Look, look at look at the gravity. Life's look at what gravity does to eyes. your face later in life. <laughs> look, look what it does. Look what it does to your hair. If you're listening on audio, go open the YouTube app on your phone really quick so That's you can right. look at our faces and the wrinkles and the stress weather, lines. The weatheredness. The weatheredness. <laughs> and uh, listen to us when we tell you. No one knows what the fuck they're doing. You know what we're doing right now? We didn't even know this was even fucking possible when we moved to L.A. to become actors. Yeah. Yeah, we came here to be actors. Yeah. Guess what we became? Podcasters hosts slash and hosts and like all the YouTubers or whatever shit that didn't that fucking is. exist. Shit that did not exist at all. You know all. how many people right now, two years ago, or are TikTokers in two years ago that didn't even fucking exist? Yeah. Like you don't even know what's going to happen. Don't know 10 years what's going to happen. All you can do is follow your passions. You know, make money. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, get get a job. Save save your save up your money. Do all that stuff. Invest. Do the stuff that you know people tell you to do here and there. But like you know, follow your fucking passion, and listen to things that you want to learn about, and you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. This is the only time in your life, perhaps. Although I think that I, you know, people like to say that she's I think, nineteen too. Good for fucking. I you. think any time in your life, it, every day that you wake up is a new chance for you to fucking start anew I, I really do believe yeah. that but i think that especially when you're like of that age you can try shit fuck up like dude yeah. how many times have we fucked up and then like it's like three months you from now from you've learned so much from that experience and that's just a couple months like do you know uh they say your second million's your hardest or millionaires say that and you know why i mean sorry your first million's the hardest 
And you know why? Is because like that's all the figuring out stuff. Like you're fucking throwing mud at the wall and seeing what sticks. Everybody does it. The most successful people in the world have failed millions and millions of times. Maybe not millions, but they've failed a lot of times. You don't get successful by just like, oh, I want to be successful and now I'm successful. I like, did it's... I did YouTube for years without getting serious views, like for years. Yeah. Like I just kept going. And then once you get a successful YouTube channel, like YouTube goes, oh, we're going to demonetize your channel. Yeah, we're taking it away from you. <laughs> you know? like, okay, you just never know what's going to happen. So it's it's it does you no good to try to th- to think that you have to have it all figured out before you start. Exactly. You're absolutely right that this is the time in your life where no one knows what they're doing. I don't even think, you know, in your 30s you have it all figured out. Like you're no one ever has it all figured out. I think you should fall in love with learning. Learning is something you should be doing constantly. You should look forward to doing it. I love that I don't know shit because then when I learn it, I'm like, "Whoa, that's so cool. I got to learn something." Yes. Um one of the best things my dad ever taught me was, you know, smart people will say when they don't know something. Yeah. And I just think that that is the best fucking thing that you could ever it's carry into It's not dumb anything. not to know something. Exactly. It, but, but bullshitting when you don't know something yeah, is dumb. That's pretty dumb. That's a, that's a sign of, also, of lack of intelligence. refusing to learn something because you just don't, like, you're just like, oh, I, I, I already know. I already it. get it. Yeah, I already get it. Yeah. Or th- that's not for me. Or thinking you that know? you know enough. Like Warren Buffett is still learning shit and he's fucking the king of the castle when it comes yeah. to investing. Every time I kind of think I got the hang of something, there's like a whole new thing that is like, what the fuck? This exists. And that's why we started this podcast. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of shit they don't tell you. We're trying to refinance our house right now. Guys, it is a nightmare. It's a nightmare. I'm going to do an episode on it, but I want to get through it first, figure out all the shit that I'm doing wrong, and then tell you about it so that you can do it right when if you ever are refinancing a house or, or in that situation. Because I don't get why... Why is it so complicated? Why is there? Why are there so many faucets of life in our society that are so complicated and they don't teach you how to do it in school? Because they create industries around them yes. where they make massive amounts of Absolutely. money by making it as complicated as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. So. That's why. So there you go. I don't know how to how to refinance my fucking house. I thought I did, <laughs> but I don't apparently. <laughs> Well, they're supposed to walk you through it, but it's... Uh, well, even walking through it, they ask for so many documents that you're like, what the fuck is that document? Like, is that even legal for me to tell you that? Where do I, <laughs> I never heard of that document in my life. Like, I have to give you my internet search history? Holy shit, all right. Okay, anyway, yeah, so your friends, Rachel's friends, hey, shut up. You don't have anything figured out, and neither do we. And, and no one knows what they're doing. It'll be fine. But even the people that seem like love. they know what they're doing, they don't know what they're doing. But find out how you can do what you love, and you will always be happy. Yeah. There you go. And yeah. find out how you can do who you love. Because <laughs> that's, that's it too. That was a little callback to earlier, my dude, with his dick boner pop sounds. Oh, I forgot about that. Now you just reminded him again. Hey, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hear I heard that. Hopefully he sees it as a positive already. Yeah. He's like, par- it's like think of it like popping party balloons. Yeah. Popping party poppers. Or party poppers. Yeah, party so poppers. So now we just hooked it into Confetti. New Year's. So yeah. now he's fucked at everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a balloon pop, party poppers, fireworks. Okay. This one's called, I think this is our last question for the day. This one's called follow-up. Oh, it's a follow-up. Oh, we'll end it on a follow-up. How All great. Right. Okay, so we answered this person's question, and yes. this is the follow-up. Follow-up to recent OnlyFans question. You destroyed my life. That's the subject. Anonymous. That's the subject header. <laughs> hey, Nikki, it's only addressed to me. Oh, I fuck up? I fuck up? Yeah, probably. Okay. So I'm watching, should they don't tell you, number 130. 
And you and Steve are answering someone's question about their boyfriend having an OnlyFans account. A few months ago, I found out my husband, married for five years, together for 15, wow, had an OnlyFans account. I was helping him go through his spending so that we could build a budget and pay off debt and saw the OnlyFans transactions. Ooh, juicy. Later, I brought it up in bed and the conversation did not go how I expected it to. I was thinking that it probably wasn't a big deal. I'm completely secure in our marriage and I don't mind him looking at porn. I brought up his OnlyFans account because he never mentioned it and I was curious. But when I brought it up, he got so sad saying how sorry he was and he felt it was wrong of him as if he were cheating. Oh, That is the point where I got upset because... It was the fact that he was doing something that he thought was wrong. I started to feel like it was a betrayal because why would he do something that he considered cheating? That night we talked it out. He said he would unsubscribe and it seemed we had resolved it. However, this is a tough arrow for me to pull out. Like there's a big splinter left behind. My husband is my absolute best friend and everything I could ask for in a life partner. It's just that that splinter, it's just that splinter that every now and then reminds me that he hasn't always been open and honest with me. Mm. Have you ever had any really tough arrows that required multiple tries to pull out? How did you and Steve deal with them? I don't really want this going out on the podcast, but if you must, I understand. Ah, oh, shit. Shit. Well, you're on the air. You're live. Uh, How am I supposed to answer it then? Okay, well. Such a good question. I feel like it would help people. I do too. Okay. I feel like this would help people. Listen, we're so. going to keep it anonymous, okay? Well, we're going to keep it super anonymous. Okay. So, I get it. Because it's not easy when your husband's telling you he felt like he was cheating on you, but he did it anyway. Like, obviously, this is a huge amount of shame that he's been carrying around with him. Yeah, he clearly and, has thought about guilt. this for a long time. But, you, you basically just released all the pressure that he was feeling when you confronted him about it, and he, like, crumbled. Yeah. So he's obviously, like... He wanted to come forward with yes. it. I also... I wouldn't see this as him not being open and honest with you necessarily because he immediately was open with you. I could yeah. understand if he was trying he to play it off it. and like trying to make you sound crazy or like gaslit or whatever. And I'm not saying that this is just, hey, get over it. This is so, it should be so easy for you to get over. But I'm just trying to put it into perspective that um, the fact that he did come clean right away and tell you all that and that you didn't really think it was a big deal going into it. So it wasn't like, it wasn't cheating to you, but it. But it's so confusing. It is. It is it's confusing. So confusing. We're in a confusing era. By the way, only found a career that didn't exist five years there ago. There you go. Okay. Send that over. Rachel's friends. Uh huh. No, but that's this is this is hard because she didn't think it was a big deal. He says it, and she's like, "You know what? I think I actually do feel like this is a bigger deal." Well, because she's of his to feel that way because too. of his reaction. Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not invalidating that. I think you were. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but the, uh, so that's that's where I'm kind of like, okay, well, this is something that's going to just require some. It's going to it's going to require some t- some healing for <coughs> sure. Open open discussion. And yes, there have been multiple things where it or sorry things that were that took multiple arrows for us to get over, but it was I think more because we didn't fully understand each other the first or second time and it took a couple times for it to really click yes where we were missing each other sometimes you too know? you you um when you're pulling an arrow out you're you're not necessarily knowing that you got all of it out there yeah yet and then when it comes up again you're like oh shit we didn't really get it out last time so maybe we can get more specific and like because of this new angle of an argument, we can find a different angle yeah. of attack for how to fix it. And also, I guess, really doing some 
inner work on in yourself like to really understand what about this is upsetting to you because it could be um upsetting that you thought you had nothing to worry about and now it's like oh shit do i have something to worry about you thought your relationship was like the strongest thing and now you're like oh no is there are there more things like maybe it's made your trust a little shaken that could be it or is it that you feel um that your husband wasn't openly communicating with you that could be like uh like oh there's a blockage that you didn't know was there so i think pinpointing exactly what it is that's making you upset or that's the the splinter that's in you so that you can you guys can talk through it and like really like pull that arrow out and just ask yourself you know what is really bothering me here and yeah. um and that's what you need to get through right mm. what's really bothering me and then uh, address it to him and you by the way have every right to confront him about this any way that you want yeah until it's fixed that's all yeah totally and i think it sounds like he feels super bad about it and i, I bet he'd be he's willing to to talk through it with you especially if he's your best friend and everything mm-hmm. um yeah i i i don't i don't know i don't know what to say because like i've had ex-boyfriends that were doing shady shit but they always like gaslit me and made me feel crazy and then Steve, like, I'm like, hey, go watch porn. He doesn't really want to, so. <laughs> I would rather not. Thank you. Yeah. So. Um. Um. So I just yeah, think that I'm I just think to... that porn is fucking people up out there. It could be. I I I don't, I don't not everybody. Yeah. But I think that it's I think that it's um. Yeah, I don't think it's something that. Uh, I think it's like alcohol, where like yes. some people can do it in moderation, and like nothing really changes within them, and some people get really addicted, and it can ruin their lives. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I just think that there's something going on with this shit that's bigger than people know. Because uh, did you hear about the CNN guy who got busted like free ball jacking it on his fucking Zoom call? No. Yeah, I just think that. So he's he was like in a work meeting or some shit. They're doing some kind of simulation for something. I don't even know. And his name is Tubin or something. It was just funny because dicks are kind of like tubes. And then yeah, mm-hmm. he was like jerking it on a Zoom call, but he didn't know that his camera was still on, and. I just think that that is something that goes on a lot right now. Yeah. And I don't Do you think it's just right now or do you think it's that more more cases are being exposed right now? More cases are being exposed right now because people are forced to stay at home during yeah. COVID with with their partners and so they're seeing like the people are super into that shit and using it as a release or whatever. And so I just think that that's I think that um you know, this is not an overall judgment. I've known yeah. porn stars, got no hate for it. I just think that that relying on that is bad for you. For sure. Yeah. That's what, when it's a dependency. I yes. think that's when you can classify it as an addiction. Yes. Because um, for me, like, I do it, like, maybe twice a month. Maybe, maybe like, less than that. Maybe, like, once a month. And it's really just, You have a like, healthy relationship with it. Yeah. It's just, like, and I don't even watch for very long. I just know exactly what I'm looking for. It's just some imagery that I can later, like, I don't need to watch it. I can just, like, see it in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I definitely went through a time where I was watching too much of that shit. And so I was just like, nah, dude. Like, yeah. I, I believe in the Clint Eastwood quote of a man's got to know his own limitations. And mm-hmm. you just got to fucking draw your own lines and figure out your own shit. If it starts to be something that you think of throughout the day, like more than anything else, yes. that's when it's interrupting your life. Exactly. Yeah. So good luck out there. We, we wish you the best. But anyway, yeah, I hope you guys can work through it. It sounds like. It sounds like before this, your relationship was very healthy. So I'm hoping, I have high hopes for it. Same. Yeah. 
But we love you guys out there. Thank you, everybody that wrote a question in. If you have a question you would like to ask, you can write us anytime at podcast at Nikki.Limo. And That's, don't forget to rate us five stars. Rate us five stars on iTunes. But I just wanted to spell it out because, like, Nikki can be spelled a bunch of different ways. So oh, podcast at N-I-K-K-I dot L-I-M-O is the podcast email. People always ask, like, how do I submit a question? It, the email's in the description. There it is. Email us. Uh, and, and have a good title. And check out our merch, dude. We got fucking merch. Where do we where do we go for that? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll put the link in the description when that's available. It'll be at teespring.com slash store slash Nikki Limo. Hell yeah. But yeah, I'm really excited about those, uh, and I'll we'll maybe be sporting them on a future episode. Uh, but yeah, thank you for for watching and, and we do have a Patreon as well. We do. Should, um, it's Patreon.com/sticky s t i k k i. We do extra bonus episodes of Shit They Don't Tell You, and another podcast called We Just Woke Up, or we just like it's just like a stream of consciousness. We just woke up. Thoughts. Just woke up. Yeah, but we love you guys. We love you. Thanks for watching. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye.